Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. This is our Friday edition for week 16, uh, February 3rd of 2023. We'll welcome you back. Uh, I'm your host, Karsten. Uh, so this is our last episode of the week. We're getting you prepped for the weekend, recapping last night's action and getting you set for uh, the remaining games in week 16. Uh, we'll start, of course, we mentioned um, doing the game summaries from last games the uh, excuse me yesterday's game so we'll go ahead and do that right now uh waste no time get right into it firstly the uh los angeles lakers win a close one in indianapolis against the pacers 112 to 111 um in tyrese halliburton's return first of all that's kind of the big takeaway for me i'm happy to see tyrese halliburton back for indiana it was a huge uh you know, loss for them with him being out with injury. They've struggled in his absence, so that's fantastic to see him back. Uh, and he returned on the night that he was named an all-star reserve. We'll have more to talk about with that in just a moment, of course. Um, but throughout this game, the Pacers held uh, a pretty nice lead for the most part. And then in the last few minutes, the Lakers rallied and were able to come up with the win, uh, helped in part by a game-saving block by Anthony Davis, who is working his way more and more back into the lineup, uh, only a few games back, uh, a few games into his return from injury as well. Um, for the Pacers, Halliburton um, played very well. You know, for his first game back, he he did not miss a beat. Twenty six points and twelve assists to lead them in both scoring and assists in this game. Uh, percentages a touchdown, but still a nice return from injury for him. Miles Turner added twenty points and thirteen boards, twenty four points for Aaron Neesmith in that starting lineup and 14 for Buddy Heald. Uh, but for the Lakers, it was Anthony Davis leading the charge this time, 31 points and 14 rebounds, plus a steal and two blocks. 26 points for LeBron James, along with seven rebounds, seven assists. He continues to whittle away at the all-time scoring record. We can check on that in just a moment. Uh, three other guys in double figures, including 10 and 10, uh, 10 points, 10 assists from Russell Westbrook coming off the bench as the Lakers get that win in Indiana. Um, you know what? Let's check that LeBron scoring tracker just real quick so that we don't forget it for later in the show. At this point, he is 63 points away from Kareem's all-time scoring record. Um, he will be on national television for their next several games. Again, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So definitely stay tuned uh, for that and pay attention to what the Lakers are doing. You don't want to miss when he's going to break that milestone. Um, next, this was probably the the biggest noteworthy game of the night. Um, it was a key matchup going in, two of the better teams in the NBA. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers defend home court against the Memphis Grizzlies, 128 to 113. Um, but it was a rather chippy affair. Um, and uh, it ended up being a fairly decisive victory for uh, Cleveland, but it looked like it could swing the other way early in the third quarter when there was a scuffle between uh, Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell. I actually happened to see this one live as it happened. Um, there's a bit of history there. You know, those two guys battled uh, for, you know, two or three years in the, the Western conference. Uh, Dylan Brooks still with the Grizzlies at that time, or, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. had been with the Grizzlies already. Uh, Mitchell with the jazz at that point. <clears throat> Got to get a drink here to make sure I can keep going. Um, and they had some play, you know, a playoff series. They were battling. 
And Brooks has started to build a bit of that reputation as that physical type player, uh, someone who's going to push the boundaries just a little bit, you know, be be physical and and do things outside of the the normal bounds of of defense in the game. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Just um, it was a you know Brooks drove, uh, got some contact. There was no foul. He fell, rolled over on his side a bit to kind of go on Mitchell's ankle, but also uh, lifted his arm up. I think it was his right arm and tagged Mitchell in the, uh, uh, the groin area. And Mitchell went down as he was going down. He threw the ball at uh, Dylan Brooks. They both got up pretty quickly. They're going, you know, shoving and pushing. And uh, before you knew it, there was coaches getting involved, trying to break up the scuffle. One Memphis coach in particular, basically tackles Dylan Brooks to try and prevent anything more from happening. Um, you know, coaching staffs and referees get involved trying to pull players away. The players are on the court trying to get, you know, guys pulled away. Um, for <clears throat> both sides, it was pretty impactful. Both Donovan Mitchell and Dylan Brooks were ejected for their parts in that scuffle. Um, and again, that's where I say, you know, Mitchell is the all-star for Cleveland. Uh, Brooks, a solid role player, but definitely Mitchell, the better of those two. And you wonder, if that would have hurt Cleveland in their efforts to win the game, especially as the Grizzlies had made a nice run to start that third quarter. Uh, but the Cavs rallied, you know, credit their, uh, their coach and staff, JB Bickerstaff. He did a good job rallying them. Uh, Grizzlies were still playing fairly well, but the Cavs went on a run. Their home crowd really played a factor and uh, they managed to pull away with a victory in this one for Memphis. Um, Santi Aldama, had 21 points and 10 boards, uh, standout game for him. He's been very impressive here in his second season in the NBA. Uh, their leading scorer was Desmond Bain. He had 25 points. He was six of seven from the three-point line. He was absolutely uh, shooting the lights out from there. 24 points, eight rebounds, eight assists for John Morant, uh, 10 points off the bench for Brandon Clark. Uh, but the Grizzlies continue to slide. The Cavs pick up a nice win. Uh, Darius Garland picked up things in the absence of Donovan Mitchell, 32 points, 11 assists. Uh, 18 points, 11 boards for Jarrett Allen, 17 points, 14 boards for Evan Mobley. Um, Evan Mobley with one steal and two blocks as well. Jarrett Allen with two steals and two blocks, those two holding down the paint nicely. 21 points off the bench for Chetty Osman, 13 off the bench for Ricky Rubio, and uh, 12 in that starting lineup for Isaac Okoro as the Cavs get a nice win at home. Uh, just to you know, finish up that discussion about the the scuffle with uh, Mitchell and Brooks after the game. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies kind of declined a lot of the comments on the situation, uh, but the Cavs were not shy at all about talking about it. Uh, Mitchell uh, did not back down. He said that he uh, kind of expects that from Dylan Brooks. Says he's that type of a player as far as um, being physical and maybe in his words, maybe a little bit dirty. Um, and J.B. Bickerstaff, the the Cleveland head coach, was uh, very strong and, you know, very adamant about the fact that they're uh, going to play the game kind of, quote unquote, the right way. But they, if someone starts something, they're not going to back down. They're going to stand up for themselves. Uh, so pretty wild, you know, the the scuffle itself and then the, the post scuffle and post game talk. Uh, maybe there could be the elements of a rivalry brewing here. Uh, and that's always great for the NBA to have those rivalries. Um, but otherwise, for this uh, individual game, individual moment, the Cavs get to win. The Grizzlies continuing to slump a little bit over their last uh, week or two of NBA action. 
Uh, next, the New York Knicks beat the Miami Heat in New York, 106 to 104. Um, fairly <clears throat> competitive. Knicks held bigger leads throughout, but the Miami Heat uh, made it a contest throughout the whole game. Um, but uh, just the Knicks played a little bit better game overall. <clears throat> Excuse me. For Miami, uh, Bam Adebayo, another all-star reserve, announced he had a nice game, 32 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Uh, 25 points for Tyler Hero. He's playing nicely in that starting role. Uh, 17 off the bench for Max Struess. Jimmy Butler is 10 points, four boards, five assists, and two steals. Um, uh, but for the Knicks, it was Julius Randle, 23 points, 10 boards, six assists, and three steals. R.J. Barrett with 30 points, uh, and Quentin Grimes with 17 points. Also, Hartenstein with 10 boards off the bench. He's been a nice rebounding piece for them coming off of the bench. They were without Jalen Brunson in this game, um, but they were still able to get the win in Madison Square Garden, so nice win for the Knicks. <clears throat> Next, the Chicago Bulls win at home uh, convincingly against the Charlotte Hornets, 114-98. to Um competitive throughout that first half and then the bulls pulled away going into the half with a, a sizable lead and then they just further extended that lead in the second half for the hornets they were led by terry rozier he had 23 points uh and eight boards mason Plumley added 16 points 11 rebounds lamella ball with 19 points eight rebounds six assists 13 points off the bench for mark williams the rookie center but for the bulls uh Ayu Dosomu uh, led the way with the scoring there, 22 points. Uh, DeRozan with 15 points. Vucevic with 17 points, 12 boards. 10 points for Zach Levine. 20 points off the bench for Kobe White. And 15 points, 11 boards for Andre Drummond off the bench. Uh, the, the Bulls showcasing a little bit of depth there as they're able to get the win against the Charlotte Hornets. Next, the Dallas Mavericks defend home court against the New Orleans Pelicans, 111-106. to uh, Doncic was injured in this game again, but the Mavericks, uh, a pretty convincing victory. They led by as much as, uh, 31 points kind of midway through that second quarter. The Pelicans whittled that lead down going into those last minutes. Um, but the Mavericks hold on to secure the victory, uh, despite some potential, uh, calls and refs concerns with this game we'll talk about that in just one second but firstly for the pelicans brandon ingram 26 points nine rebounds seven assists uh he's playing well again like anthony davis just a few games uh into his return from injury he's helping solidify that front court uh position for the pelicans 16 points 13 boards for jonas valanciunas 19 points for cj mccollum uh 11 off the bench for Najee marshall and 10 points, 12 boards for Larry Nance Jr. off the bench as well. Uh, but for the Mavericks, <clears throat> Luka Doncic only played 22 minutes in this game. Again, left with injury uh, early on. But he did still score 31 points with eight boards and four assists. Uh, still playing great basketball. Uh, 21 points for Spencer Dinwiddie. 13.7 boards for Dorian Finney-Smith. And 15 off the bench for Josh Green uh, added some much-needed scoring there, especially in the wake of Luka's injury. Um, and the Mavericks get the win. There was some concern from the Pelicans after this game as far as missed calls. Um, the referees did announce pretty closely after or did kind of uh, report that they had missed some calls as far as uh, 
Uh, Brandon Ingram uh, being called out of bounds, trying to save the ball, I believe is what the, the situation was, but he was in fact in bounds. Um, uh, and the shot clock or the game clock running when it should have been uh, stopped at a certain point. So um, some final minutes concerns that may be prevented or played a part in uh, the Pelicans being unable to capitalize on a uh, late game push to potentially tie the game or win the game in the, the closing minutes. Um, <clears throat> after the refs kind of confirmed that they had maybe missed some calls, uh, Larry Nance Jr. went to social media and posted something along the lines of, this will weigh heavily on our hearts and cause sleepless nights, um, alluding to the comment from the Referees Association or Referees Union um, within the last week or two. Uh, claiming something with with a similar statement, I believe it was in after that Lakers Celtics game, um, but you know just being a little bit of uh, you know facetious, I suppose in that response, kind of funny, kind of you know maybe doesn't need to twist the knife when they already admitted they made the mistake. You can see it both ways. Regardless, the Mavericks end up with the victory here, but they did lose Doncic to injury, and we'll have a little bit more on that in just a moment. Um, our last two games, the Denver Nuggets win, uh, you know, a convincing game at home against the Golden State Warriors, 134 to 117, uh, as Nikola Jokic posted his 17th triple-double of the season. Uh, Warriors actually led for good parts of that first half, and then the Nuggets took the lead in the third quarter and never looked back. Um, for the, the box score here, the Warriors were led by Stephen Curry, as you'd expect, 28 points, 5 boards, 5 assists. 22 points for Jordan Poole and 17 for Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, Kaminga getting the start in uh, in place of Clay Thompson, who did not play in this game. Uh, 14 points off the bench for Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, but for the Nuggets, as usual, Jokic a little bit too much to handle. 22 points, 14 boards, 16 assists. Continues to be stellar and one of the front runners for MVP this season. 33 points for Jamal Murray. Nice to see him with that scoring touch along with eight assists. Um, and then four other guys scored uh, in double figures, three of them with 17 points, Michael Porter Jr., Vlatko uh, Chanchar, and Bruce Brown. Uh, Bruce Brown coming off the bench with 17. And then Contavious Caldwell-Pope with 18 points in that starting lineup. So a nice balanced effort there for the Nuggets to get that win. And finally, a very close one. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the LA Clippers in Milwaukee, 106 to 105, a game that uh, the Clippers rallied from. Uh, excuse me, no, the Bucks rallied in this game. Um, the Bucks were down as much as 21 points early in the third quarter, and then they whittled that lead down. The Bucks take the lead with just a few minutes remaining in the game. Um, a potential shift could have uh, allowed the Clippers to seal the game with a. a late turnover by Giannis, but regardless, the Clippers still get, or the, the Bucks were able to hold on and get the win with some key defensive stops in the, the waning moments. For the Clippers, uh, their leading score was Norman Powell off the bench with 26, further solidifying his name in that six-man-of-the-year race and conversation. Uh, Paul George, 16 points. Kawhi Leonard, 17 points and 11 rebounds. 16 points for Marcus Morris Sr., and 12 points, 13 boards for Ivica Zubats. Uh, but for the Bucks, Giannis was too much to handle in this game, especially in that late rally. 54 points, 19 rebounds in this game. Phenomenal effort for him. Two of eight from three as well. Hit a, was able to hit a couple threes. 
They also got 16 points off the bench from Chris Middleton, continuing to work his way back into the lineup. Uh, 12 points and eight assists for Drew Holiday. Uh, and the Bucks get the win. For Giannis, this is his third point, or this is his third game of 50 points uh, in the last 11 games that he's played. Uh, and just a remarkable uh, performance he's had, especially over the last couple of weeks, elevating the Bucks, pushing them back into that top group in the Eastern Conference as they get the win against the Clippers. Okay, that takes care of our uh, summaries from last night's action. Let's go ahead and jump through our uh, key news here first. I'll talk about the All-Star Reserves first. We've alluded to that a little bit with some of our uh, game summaries. Here are the reserves that were announced um, just last night. For the Western Conference, we have – actually, I'll do the Eastern Conference first. Those are the ones announced first. For the East, there was uh, Joel Embiid. That was a no-brainer, of course. He was expected to be named an All-Star. Pretty pretty much the same for Jalen Brown, uh, a very solid choice for an all-star reserve. We also had Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. DeMar DeRozan from the Chicago Bulls, a touch of a surprise pick there. Tyrese Halliburton for the Pacers, the league's leading assist man so far this season. Drew Holiday for the Bucks, a little bit of a surprise too. And Julius Randle for the New York Knicks. Um, kind of a surprise takeaway is that Jalen Brunson was not named an all-star. Um, there's maybe one or two other names that could be mentioned in that conversation. Um, I, I think they did a solid job picking these guys. All seven of these guys are certainly deserving. You, sh- you wouldn't take any of them out. Um, I think with uh, potential injuries, uh, as has been kind of the standard over the last uh, five to ten years with the All-Star game, it, there seems to be at least one or two guys that are injured. Um, well, and that's actually you know pretty par for the course for, for much of the All-Star game's history, but um, – especially lately it's you know you can almost kind of count on some guys being injured by the time the all-star game comes around which certainly is not a good thing um but it may contribute to uh some of these other guys who were on the fringe didn't quite make it being able to be named all-stars as well um so just something to consider as we uh have the lead up to the all-star weekend for the western conference um john morant was named of course no-brainer pick uh, DeMontis Sabonis, clear choice for how well the Kings have been playing and what he's done this season. Damian Lillard as well, um, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, those two guards have been phenomenal this season. Uh, Lillard, of course, multi-time All-Star. SGA, this is his first pick as an All-Star. Um, Larry Markkinen for the Utah Jazz. Of course, I, as a Jazz fan, am excited to see that. The finisher in the All-Star game, I think that you know it's well-deserved. Uh, Paul George for the LA Clippers, getting some Clippers representation and and getting Paul George back in the All-Star game. Uh, he's been a multi-time All-Star himself. And finally, Jaron Jackson Jr., a touch of a surprise choice for the Grizzlies, but they have been one of the best teams in the NBA themselves. So fairly deserving. They get two guys, and he's been uh, one of the best defenders in the NBA this season. Uh, as far as a surprise uh, omission from the Western Conference, the kind of consensus guys, De'Aaron Fox, uh, the Kings being third in the West, uh, or in the top three or four in the West, you know, you think you have a chance of getting a couple guys in the game. Um, that was one of you know the summaries taken away from the NBA on TNT crew. They were surprised to see both Fox and Jalen Brunson omitted from the uh, reserves at this point. Um, and again, there's probably a couple other names you could mention, but uh, I still think all these names are very well deserving choices. Congratulations to all of these guys, both Eastern and Western Conference, as well as the starters who were announced just last week. 
Um, <clears throat> the All-Star Game, of course, will be February 19th, so uh, just a couple of weeks away will be All-Star Weekend itself. So definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be an exciting weekend of basketball. Um, again, we'll have to stay tuned as far as if there's players who unfortunately will not be able to play due to injury. Um, in that scenario, if there is the need for a replacement player to be named, they are named, excuse me, they are named by the NBA commissioner, uh, Adam Silver. So we'll definitely have to uh, stay tuned to that. I hope that we can also get word as far as the uh, all-star Saturday night festivities, who those official uh, contestants, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Not contestants, but um, no, I'm blanking here. Something along the lines of contestants, the people that will participants, I suppose, in those festivities, whether whether it's the dunk contest, the three point contest, the skills challenge. <clears throat> I'm interested to see who those players will be. I think I've seen some kind of unofficial official word as far as who those contestants will be, especially the dunk contest. But I'd like to see it announced officially on the NBA website so I can report it for you without being uh, reporting misinformation. Um, but regardless, again, congratulations to all these guys. Uh, and it'll be an exciting weekend of basketball here in Utah. Again, the All-Star game in Salt Lake City. Uh, so that's certainly an exciting thing to uh, pay attention to. Let me get a drink here before we jump to our next item because this one's a, a doozy. <clears throat> All right. I'm sure this is lovely for you, uh, the, the listening audience, to hear me clearing my throat all the time. Um, but we're going to power through it. This next news story just broke a, a few hours ago here this Friday. Um, Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, just when you know the team's sliding over the last several weeks in the wake of Kevin Durant's injury, um, Irving's had to pick up the slack. He's done what he has but you know done what he can to keep the ship righted <clears throat> but things are still tough for the nets um reportedly Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets ahead of the trade deadline which is uh just under a week away um this request comes after uh their talks to uh, solidify an extension for Kyrie Irving those have fallen through um reportedly he has interest in the Los Angeles Lakers um, there's also conversation about the Dallas Mavericks being interested in pairing him with Luka Doncic. Um, this is all coming from a series of tweets from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Um, and the NBA's website has also picked up this report as well. So um, certainly a storyline worth watching. Uh, we had had, you know, there were loose conversations about the trade deadline and what might or might not happen. This kind of throws some... Uh, gasoline on the fire and really uh, stokes a lot of uh, rumors and, and interest and potential for the trade deadline. Uh, and, it, you know, adds to the questions to the, for the nets, you know, we had had a, a stretch for, you know, a couple months where the nets were one of the best teams in the NBA. They had uh, calmed a lot of the, uh, you know, the firestorm around the team, as far as uh, Kyrie Irving's uh, situation in the start of the season, the off season this past off season with Kevin Durant, they were putting some of those things kind of to bed and, and focusing things more on their team play, but with Durant's injury and now this request, uh, the team is a little bit in turmoil once again. Um, so certainly something worth paying attention to this weekend and especially next week, once we're getting to kind of zero hour of the trade deadline. Um, 
After that, we have just a couple of injury notes. Uh, we mentioned Luka Doncic got injured in that game last night. Um, he will not be joining the team for their trip to San Francisco uh, today for their game tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. He has sustained a bruised right heel. Uh, that was in that game against the New Orleans Pelicans. He has not, however, been ruled out for the remainder of that road trip. There's uh, a potential that he could, you know, if he's feeling a lot better and that that heel has uh, healed up over the next uh, few days, there's a chance that he can rejoin the team and, and you know, fly out to wherever they're going next on their road trip. Um, so there's, you know, that's still open, but uh, he will not be playing with them uh, in their next game against Golden State Warriors. Um, and then also out of Portland, uh, Yusuf Nurkic will uh, be returning after the All-Star break. He has a left calf strain that he has uh, sustained. That report is also coming from Adrian Rojanarowski of ESPN. Uh, so both of those guys are out with injury. We, as always, we wish both of them the best in recovering from their injuries, getting back on the floor as soon as possible, and being able to help uh, their teams play to the best of their ability. Um, both of those guys are pretty important to their team's success, uh, so we wish them the best in their recovery. Um, that takes care of our key news. We've done our game summaries. Uh, we'll keep today's episode shorter, kind of as we have done in the past with the Friday episodes. I'll go ahead and give you our game previews for this weekend. All these times I will give you for these games are in Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so let's get right into it. On Saturday, we have nine games total on Saturday. Firstly, we have a game that was just barely uh, within the last day or two added to the national TV uh, schedule on ESPN2. At 6 o'clock, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers in New Orleans against the Pelicans. They added that to the schedule uh, just in the off chance that LeBron happened to break the scoring record in that game. There is a possibility. I mean, he's 63 points away. It's somewhat possible. I don't think he would be scoring 63. Um, kind of the the hope and the preference for you know people who follow the game and uh, <clears throat> you know people in NBA circles. They they would like to see LeBron break the record in Los Angeles. Um, so, but you know, it's, it's still worth paying attention to. He gets that, that mark closer to uh, the record. And also, you know, the Lakers have a chance to be playing a lot better. They've, they've won some games recently. They've got Anthony Davis back and the Pelicans are trying to find their own rhythm themselves. So uh, even without the scoring record being a conversation in this game, should be a competitive one. Uh, the next one is on ABC at 8.30, uh, the Dallas Mavericks in Golden State against the Warriors. Again, Luka will not play in that game. Um, so I would expect some fireworks from the Warriors as far as Steph Curry being, you know, <clears throat> bombs away from three as always. Uh, Jordan Poole being able to light, light things up, maybe Clay's back. Um, but you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. Teams that are seemingly shorthanded can still get wins on the road. Um Regardless, it's a, a, mat, a rematch of last year's conference finals in the West. Uh, should still be a pretty good game to watch. And then if you want to um, – oh, never mind. See, I had written a league pass game to add to that slate, and I'd written that before that game was moved to the national broadcast. So those are the two games to, to keep out for, keep an eye out for, Lakers and Pelicans, Mavericks at Warriors uh, on a nine-game Saturday night. On Sunday, there's six games total. We don't have any national, or no, we have one national broadcast on Sunday. Uh, ESPN at six o'clock, the Philadelphia 76ers in New York against the Knicks. Um, <clears throat> there's a touch of a rivalry history, not too deep. Um, <clears throat> but Joel Embiid in the garden, I feel like that could be, I feel like I use that a little, a little bit too much as far as previewing these games. But, you know, the garden's a special place to play. It's one of the 
the marquee arenas, maybe the marquee arena in all of the NBA. Um, plus, the Sixers are playing well. The Knicks are not not too bad of a team themselves this season. One of the better teams in the in the East, uh, certainly in in line for a playoff spot this season. Uh, so it should be a pretty competitive, good matchup there in New York. Um, a couple more games to consider, both of these on league pass. Firstly, at 1 o'clock, kind of your matinee game. Uh, the Orlando Magic in Charlotte against the Hornets. Again, this is kind of my pick. These two teams are not the, you know, better teams in the NBA, but there's young talent that has the potential to be some of the top players in the NBA in the future. Um, plus, the Magic have actually been stringing some more wins together lately, seeing what Bancaro has been able to do. And see for the Hornets if LaMelo Ball maybe has a standout game in this one. <clears throat> and then on League Pass at 7 o'clock, uh, the Sacramento Kings in New Orleans against Pelicans. We've got two Pelicans games. <laughs> Excuse me. She can't get my throat clear here. Uh, we've got two Pelicans games on our, our weekend uh, watch here. The Kings, of course, one of the best teams in the West. Um, not just a top you know, not just a playoff type team in the West. They're one of the best teams in the West at this point in the season. Um, facing off against the Pelicans. Again, Pelicans, hopefully they can get Zion Williamson back in that lineup soon. Um, but we'll see if they can, you know, get a nice win against Sacramento to right, right the ship in New Orleans. Uh, and then finally, <clears throat> Monday, there's eight games on Monday. We have an NBA TV doubleheader. Firstly, at 730, the L- LA Clippers in Brooklyn against the Nets. And then at 10 o'clock, the Milwaukee Bucks in Portland against the Trailblazers. Uh, those should both be pretty good games, especially in the Nets. That could be very interesting if, you know, there's any kind of a trade that happens or there's still the trade rumors. If they're in Brooklyn, seeing how that crowd reacts to Kyrie Irving, um, you know, could be interesting to watch out for. The Clippers, a team that's, you know, shown some fight lately, should be a competitive matchup. And then the Bucks and Trailblazers, Giannis versus Lillard, two different positional guys for sure, but uh, there could be some high-scoring affairs there in uh, in Portland. Finally, I added League Pass at 10 o'clock, the Oklahoma City Thunder in Golden State against the Warriors. Um, the Thunder are a surprisingly potent team in the Western Conference, and seeing SGA matchup with Stephen Curry, I think there's a lot of potential for that to be a very exciting matchup. Um, so that's your last game from the Monday night action to pay attention to. Um, and I think it should overall be a pretty exciting weekend of NBA basketball, especially with some of the news that's broken today. Um there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions going into this next week that it'll be interesting to see the answers to those questions. Um, let's go ahead and wrap things up with our This Day in History fact. I actually have a couple of facts to share with you. Um, I ended up finding, you know, both these facts were very interesting. I want to share them both. Firstly, February 3rd of 1980, going back uh, just over 40 years, February 3rd of 1980, Boston rookie Larry Bird scored the first three-pointer in All-Star Game history, hitting from the corner in the East's 144-136 to overtime victory at the Capitol Center in, uh, in Washington. Magic Johnson, playing for the West, became the youngest All-Star ever at 20 years, five months. So a couple of All-Star records there. Uh, and the fact that it's Magic Johnson and Larry Bird setting the two of those, that's certainly special to note uh, there in 1980. Uh, also, in 1996, February 3rd of 1996, visiting teams were 7-0 and on that day, the first time in NBA history that road clubs went undefeated in more than five games. So just kind of an interesting one. Thought Both of those facts are pretty cool to share. Um, but regardless, that takes care of our This Day in History fact for today, February 3rd. Um, 
before we wrap things up, I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast, supporting the show. Um, if you want to stay more in touch with what's going on with the show, definitely follow us on Instagram. Um, that's crossover across time, all one word on Instagram, no caps. Uh, we post content relating to the show as far as the weekly MVP, power rankings, things of that nature. We also do our best to like and share content from uh, all across the NBA, NBA history facts, uh, current NBA teams and things that are happening. Uh, so definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. Kind of your one-stop shop for the NBA uh, currently and you know a bit of a history touch as well. Um, so thank you again for listening. I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show, um, but we also want to give a quick uh, shout out to the fact that this is our 50th episode. Um, so kind of a self-congratulations pat on the back to us. Um, I know that a few of those episodes were me getting on for a couple of minutes and saying, hey, I'm not, I don't have time to do a full episode of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow or whatever those short episodes were. There was maybe, you know, three or four of those. So this being our 50th full episode, that might not be fully true, but it's our 50th um, posted episode. So I think it still counts. And even those little short updates were still an episode of some short, some sort. So um, again, kind of self-congratulations to us for making it to 50. That's kind of a cool, cool thing to achieve, I, I think. But um, regardless, thanks again for listening and uh, have a great weekend of NBA basketball, watching the, you know, what's going to happen with these teams and these players. Uh, and we'll be back with you on Monday for our normal show, uh, recapping the weekend action, giving you the game previews for next week's uh, action, doing our power rankings and our weekly MVP. Uh, and we'll be joined by Wyatt for that. That's next Monday. We'll be back with you then. And thanks again for listening.